Buying or selling a house can seem intimidating, but it doesn't have to be. This is Show Your Cards, putting the real in real estate. We'll be interviewing experts from every step of the process. Lenders, inspectors, appraisers, realtors, HVAC companies, roofers. If you're just starting the process, you'll learn everything. Brought to you by the Lamar Realty Group. Recorded in the Rayco Realty Studio in beautiful downtown Delphi, Indiana. This is Show Your Cards, putting the real in real estate. Brought to you by the Lamar Realty Group. On this episode, we might laugh, cuss, cry, or drink, or all of the above. Listener discretion is advised. Here are your hosts, Jess and Nate. Welcome to Show Your Cards podcast with myself, Jess Lamar, and Nate Lamar with the Lamar Realty Group in Delphi, Indiana. Um, this is our second podcast that we've done, so if you are listening, if there's one listener or two listeners, uh, we appreciate that, and please bear with us because we're new to this. We're trying not to be too boring. Um, and this is a good spot for our future sponsors. If somebody... Already had somebody ask about sponsoring. If somebody sponsored, this is where we would talk about you, your business, what you want, what you're looking for, who you want to advertise to. So keep in mind, if you want to sponsor, show your cards, putting the real back in real estate, this is where we could talk about you. All right. Um, We're going to start out first with giving you a really quick update on the market in our surrounding areas. Um, Carroll County right now has a total of 25 homes available. White County has 55, and Tippecanoe has a total of 130. So out of all three counties, we've got a whopping 210 houses that are still available out there. So if you're looking. That's actually got- up. That's up in the 200s. Last time it was 130s. Uh, yeah, 130s. I think <clears throat> it's been down to. It's been pretty brutal. Moving on up. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so today's episode, we have brought on a ge- our very first guest that we're super excited to have on here. We have Lisa Bullinger with uh, American Mortgage. She's uh, one of our lender favorites that we like to use. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but this is our podcast. So I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want to, I guess. Uh, so... Lisa, what's up? What's going on? Hello, hello. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm pretty excited to be here. A little nervous, so uh, bear with me if I uh, screw up on something. So. <laughs> I, I don't think you have to be nervous about screwing up. Like, we're in the same boat. We've only done this one other time, and <laughs> we're totally winging it. We don't... Well, I'm excited. I'm, uh, uh, what? I'm, I'm number one, right? Yep, you I'm are. number one. I'm number one. Whenever it's the... Uh, <laughs> Lamar Group Realty Experience, just like the Joe Rogan Experience, we'll look back on this podcast and talk about our first one. (laughs) First time. Our first one with our first guest. This is true. No video on this one, so no pressure. No pressure at all. I'm I'm ready. All right. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself at all, or you want to jump right into questions? Um, You know, I'll just say a little bit. I'm obviously Lisa Bollinger. I am born and raised in Lafayette. I have one son, Christopher, who's married. He just got married this year to Jenna. Um, I've been married for 30 years, crazy as that sounds, to the same man, believe it or not. And um, Congratulations. You know, I'm telling you, I think sometimes I'm like, that's the same person for 30 years. Um, 
went to Lafayette Jeff. My son went to Harrison and just love my community. <clears throat> Sweet. Uh, while you were saying that, I was trying to think of where your offices are. Where is your office? Good question. I should have put that in there. I work for American Mortgage, obviously. Um, our office is located at 625 South Earl Avenue, so a block off of Kasuth Street. I like to tell people that we're kind of parallel to Dog and Suds or, or the Foul Chevy, you know, on 52. So, boom. But everybody should know where Earl Avenue is. So, are you in the same strip where Metropolitan Title? No, we are down. actually the next strip down. Okay. So Metro is on the corner, or then the next strip. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Cool. We've been there. <clears throat> I think we moved in in, believe it or not, December of 2020. So nice. We were downtown, but we decided to take this location. It's easier access for our clients to get to us downtown. We love downtown, but sometimes the parking there is a little, a little sketchy to try to find. And if people might recognize American Mortgage <laughs> and they can't put their finger on it. You're technically the Morrissey team? We are the Morrissey team. So Sharon Morrissey, her and I have been together for 17 years, believe it or not. Wow. Um, yeah, she is, I call her the guru of, of Mortgage 101. She's been doing it for 30 plus years. She's She knows what she's doing. She knows her stuff. Um, you know, you bring in a borrower and maybe they don't have the best credit in the world. She's going to explain to them what to do. And if they follow her, you know, if they follow our guides, they're going to get into that house when she says that they can. So, um, I'm blessed if that's the word, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very blessed that I have been with her for so long and that she's trained me the right way to take care of those clients. She's a saint. I was in a BNI group with her, but she is one of the fastest talkers. Oh my goodness. She's like the terms and conditions at the end of a commercial. <laughs> Sometimes I look at her and again, I've been with her for 17 years since 2005 and I will look at her and she knows that if I kind of like put my hand on my head, I'm like, you're going to have to repeat that again. Yeah. She'll look at me and she'll go, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then she'll go over it again. But I'm telling you, she knows her stuff. She really knows her stuff. And again, uh, Hopefully she's trained me. I know it's not a hopefully she has. She's trained me very, very well. And I'm, again, I'm super excited that um, she's kind of getting a, a little bit away from it. She wants to, you know, maybe do some of that early retirement stuff, you know, see those grandbabies. And so she's in the office a couple times a week. But again, we're still the Morrissey team. She's still branch manager. You can call her at any time. She has such a following that, again, we're really, really lucky to have her as part of, I'm, I'm really, really lucky to have, to be a part of her group. Definitely. Uh, so we'll jump into some questions here. What was the first job you ever had? My first job oh, was a, I did tasseled corn. Really? For a summer. And I would not do it ever again. But I did tasseled corn. They took us up to this little crazy town called Rensselaer. I didn't even know where it was. <laughs> and it seemed like it was forever. But yeah, the tasseling corn, we hated it. Me and my sister did it. And I, I don't even believe that I did it. But only for one summer. And then... I went into the grocery store business, believe it or not. I I uh, worked for DNR for maybe a couple years, and then we went over to Jewel Groceries, if anybody remembers Jewel. Oh, so yeah. that's where we were. That's where I actually <clears throat> met my husband. And so he worked for the grocery store, too. Believe it or not, he and I graduated in the same class at Jeff. 
but we didn't know each other. So we didn't know each other. Those four years we were at Jeff, we met when we were at the grocery store. That is just crazy to me because huh. I come from a school where our graduating class was between like 40 and 45 people. Yeah, we probably you, had- you literally knew everybody in the high school. So, you know, four, 500 people, you know, he was a B, I was an R. So you always had your same little locker buddies. And so, and we never had, never once did we have a class together. But we met at this grocery store. We worked there for six years. And then Jewel finally decided to leave. And we found out we were pregnant. And so we're like, oh, my God, we just, you know, just got married, just lost our jobs. And we find out we're pregnant. But <laughs> again, 30 years later, I'm still working. You know, I'm still with you. But when you detasseled corn, did you walk the fields or did you ride? We walked the fields. Only those special people got to ride those machines. Because I worked for two different, I detasseled corn and uh, I worked for two different companies and one made you walk and one you got to ride on. Yeah. And yep. it was like being, a, being, it's like being on a Cadillac because after you walk cornfields, people don't, a lot of people that haven't detasseled, of course, don't know like the corn leaves cut you. So it's hot, but you got to wear long sleeves. Yeah. So being able to, to ride on the machine, it was like, I've been missing out this whole yeah. time. Yeah. And I, you know what I really remember is that people would be on this bus and they would want to come to Lafayette and so they would be all hot and sweaty, but then they were getting all dolled up because these Rensselaer people were coming to <clears throat> go to, you know, go to the city to go to the mall. And I was just like, you're dressing up to go to the mall. <laughs> I mean, it just, I remember that. I'm just like, yeah, farmers. <laughs> Gotta love them, but I'm just not a, I am not a country person. I want my city. I did that. We might've not even finished the summer. We might've only detasseled for a couple of weeks and then we're like, what are we doing? I'll never forget. It was the craziest thing. The The people that ran our detasseling crew, their daughter, her name was Jessica. I'm actually still friends with her on Facebook. I'll tell her I talked about her randomly on a podcast, but everybody else was putting on like, you know, hoodies and putting on uh, things on their neck, keep from getting cut. And I'll never forget, she had like Daisy Duke shorts and a swimsuit top on because she had done it her whole life. So oh, wow. the, I guess, yeah. just built up the corn didn't affect her. So all the, all the, all the guys were in hoodies and she was running through the field like half naked, basically, and it didn't even affect her. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, I will never do that job. I, again, kudos to whoever does it. Maybe they have machines now that do it and you don't have to go out there. But back in the day, I detasseled. I hope they don't. I hope kids are still detasseling. That's what's wrong with this world. Yeah. They need, oh, to, gosh. Yeah, they need to do what we did. <laughs> for sure. Uh, next question. What do you do for you to stay sane? So the mortgage market is wild, whether it's, whether it's busy or not busy. It's feast or famine. And what do you do for you outside of mortgage lending? Well, my phone's always on, so those clients can still call me on the weekends, after hours. I mean, I'm always going to pick up that phone. But I have a little foursome. We have um, uh, a group of, you know, four couples. I couldn't think of the word. Four couples, and we call ourselves the Fantastic Four. And so we're usually together about every other week, whether we're playing cards or I think last weekend we went to Eddie Merlot's down in Indy for dinner. Um that's that's how I get my stress out is just being with friends. Um, we built a deck just last year. My husband and I did. Actually, we had somebody build the deck. I don't trust my husband at <laughs> all with any sort of devices. Um, but we love to sit on our deck. He loves to play with this crazy smoker, and I hate it. I just absolutely hate it. I One day that thing will fall off the deck. because You, I, you hate a smoker? I hate the smoker. Why would you hate a I'll smoker? I'll tell you why I hate the smoker. How do you know if the meat's done? I feel like you just hurt my feelings. I, how do you <laughs> that that meat's done it's so pink and then it's i can't go and turn on the smoker and like just grill a piece of chicken or put you know a steak on there it it, it takes time i'm yeah i'm over it. patience i have none. patience is key 
And the good wives of the world buy their husbands a thing called a meter. M-E-A-T-E-R. Put a probe in there. Check it on your phone. Oh, I, it tells you when it's trust done. Trust me. He has it all. Well, then he knows when it's done. But I don't know how to work it. I mean, I just, I cannot stand that smoker. It's the it's the worst thing that we've bought. Is it an electric one or like a pellet grill or? I think it's both because I think yeah. that he has to plug it in and he has to put the pellets in. Okay. So it's pellet grill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love ours. I mean, I don't know shit about it, but Nate's (laughs) the one who does everything with it, but the food that comes off it is good. You know, I like the food, but then when the, you know, the first time you made it or made something, I'm like, is it done? Is it not? Because you have that little circle in the ring, you know, and I think we must have made pork and I'm just like, is it done? Is it not done? Am I going to serve this to people? Am I going to, you know, are the people going to die because of this meat that he's made? I feel like pork is weird anyway. It it always looks good and I... I want to like it, but every time I go and, like, take a bite of it, I'm just weirded out by it, and I, I can't really do it. My comfort zone is beef, because if you undercook beef, like, nobody cares. <laughs> then I mean, it's supposed to be a little bit undercooked, but, yeah, yeah, you undercook chicken or pork, and it's weird. The last time, was that Mother's Day that I made that big brisket? Mm, there yes. was It was, like, I, I say big. It was big for me. It was, like, seven or eight pounds, mm-hmm. and I smoked it for, like, 16 hours or something like that. And just as soon as she would slice it, it was gone. It was mm-hmm. gone. Like, yeah, I think I got one piece of it. We took it to our family Easter with us. And yeah, while Russell's. I was cutting it, people were just taking it and eating it. And it was gone by the time I finished cutting the rest of it. He makes good food. It's just, I I, I just, I want to be able to go out there and put something on myself. Because, you know, there's times where he's like, he's tired. Or I'm like, just want to put a piece of chicken out there. And I can't do it because I don't know how to make this work. Mm. And so, yeah. So, I, I don't like the <laughs> smoker at all. We're going to give you homework <laughs> and it's going to be how to, how to work the Traeger or whatever Great, kind of pellet yeah, grill he's exactly. got. Um, this is, this is a question we asked ourselves last time. Uh, and it can be any, you can tell us any or all of it, but what have you done today? What has your day looked like today up to this point? Well, um, I got up about six, six fifteen, And I actually went to the West side where my son uh, lives and I took my grand doggies for a walk. So he has a great Dane named Rory. She actually walks me. So <laughs> she is walking me. And then we have Remy. She's just a nice little gentle, not a great Dane. I couldn't tell you what she is. She's just something, but I took them for a walk, came home, did some work, um, Got ready for this podcast. I'm not going to, as I said before, I was a little nervous about it. So going over, you know, some of the things in my, in my brain. And then, uh, we actually met for lunch, um, at your brick and mortar. And again, wonderful food there. I like that you say your brick and mortar because (laughs) I feel like we've paid many, many light bills there. Oh, definitely. (laughs) And, like, it's cool to go in somewhere and they know your drink order and just bring it to you, but it's also a signal that you spend too much money there. Yeah. Yeah. We were going there a lot. But I, I feel like with our schedule, sometimes it's just like, I get home, I don't want to cook anything, he doesn't want to cook anything, or, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. But, I mean, when he was working the gym, he wouldn't get out of there till like 8.30 and like I said, if I had showings or listing appointments mm-hmm. or whatever, and I was getting back at the same time, I'm just too lazy to cook dinner. So, brick and mortar it was. There's a place to spend a lot of money, though. It's there with Pete. Pete's mm-hmm. done a lot for Delphi, a lot for this community. All of his staff has. He, he had signage in the gym for his uh, employees to get discounted memberships. He he booked with us when we had loaded transportation. 
they let us put coasters and pins and all kinds of stuff in there. So Yeah, and their staff is always great. Like, we enjoy all the staff that's there whenever we go in to eat and have drinks. We've even gone to the staff's, like, kids' graduation parties. Oh, and wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have gone to some of those. Well, that's the second time I've been there. They have a great menu. So, I mean, yeah. you can pick something different every time. And I mean, again, I was with three people, and we all had three different things, and it was wonderful. So, yeah. kudos to bricks, brick, and mo- brick and mortar. <laughs> I can't say it. Bricks and mortar. <laughs> we've, we've been – we get invited to their Christmas party. Other other customers do, too. It's, I want to say that we're too special, but uh, – <laughs> I went the one year to the Christmas party without her, and the da- and the dangerous part is there's, uh, I don't want to say it, the alcohol is more available than usual, and I had a sober ride home, but <laughs> the house was a little messy when she got home. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I honey. I almost lost our dog, That's but right. <laughs> it happens. She's a shepherd. I blame it on the shepherd. Uh, and actually, I meant to ask you. So, the Great Dane. What color is the Great Dane? She's black with a little bit of white hair on her chest. Nice. Uh, I don't know if you know, we have Great Dane. No, I didn't know that. Diesel, he's 11 this year. He'll be 11 on the 17th of this month. He's an old man. Mm-hmm. He's just a puppy. He's going to live forever, but he looks like an old I, man. I only have to give him six pills in the morning with <clears throat> oh his breakfast right now. So, yeah. It's, it's not always like that. It's temporary. <laughs> he's a puppy. Huh. Well, this dog loves me. I'm telling you, she just... She sees me and she just knows that she can do things that she can't do with my son. <laughs> so it's like a true grandkid. Yeah. My, I mean, I'm telling you, my whole hand is in her mouth. I mean, oh, she's gosh. not biting me. She's just, what is it? I don't know. Mouthing me? I don't know. But I'm telling you, I love her to pieces. And um, every chance that I can go and see them, I actually do. So. Yeah. Yep. Love them. Do you have any other questions or anything to add before we get into the lender mortgage questions? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think I'm ready to get into it. I just like putting you on the spot. It's, <laughs> it's my favorite. Okay. So what is your elevator pitch? Oh, my elevator pitch. Hi there. I'm Lisa Bollinger. I'm here from Lafayette. Um, I work down the street at American Mortgage. Do you have a mortgage on your home? If you don't, you should start the process. Never too early to start. If somebody says, yes, I do have a mortgage on my home. Do you do refis? I absolutely do. Okay have any sort of equity in your house i mean i got plenty of questions to ask them for that and that's all you guys do right you're just mortgages we just do mortgages so and we better do them well so yeah that's the only thing you <laughs> that's do the that's the only thing we do so we're gonna do them well you're some of the experts right yep uh how did you get into the lending field you know i had a good friend um rita was her name is her name uh her and i worked for a, a bank years and years and years ago for about five years she moved and she called me in 1998 that's when there was a little boom there and they're like we need help and i'm like okay i come over just something different and i've been with it ever since i've worked a couple years i worked for lafayette savings bank for a couple years went over to advantage title for a couple years and then that's when i met sharon and we met i met sharon at she was at lafayette community bank they were looking for a processor and i've been with her since 2005 that's awesome wow so you've been in the game over 20 years. Wow. Crazy as it sounds. Yeah. Yep. Um, you have anything, Dad? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Felt like I was cutting you no, off. No, you're fine. Uh, is this what you pictured yourself doing? You know, I wanted to be a lounge singer when I was growing up. A I lounge a singer? What? A lounge singer. I wanted to be on that piano singing with that big old, is it a, a bourbon, a bourbon cup that you put the money in? 
All right. <laughs> so you so you sing? No, but I I want to oh. be a I want to be a. <laughs> you were open to make her sing right here. I was right about here. to say, sing us a little tune. Let's hear it. <laughs> I want maybe I, maybe we can get get you going. <laughs> or I wanted to be a hairstylist. I thought I could be a hairstylist. Well, I can tell you from experience. I thought I wanted to be a hairstylist too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went through co- in two thousand seven and or an eight. I think it was. I went through cosmetology school. I, excuse me, I hated doing hair. I hated it. And I was not good at it. Like, (laughs) I wasn't good at it either. I enjoyed doing, like, the facials and waxings Uh and stuff like that. And I did not know at the time that you could actually go to separate school for just that thing, that do aesthetics instead of the full boat, uh, which I should have done, but I didn't know about it at the time. Um, but yeah, hated doing hair. I had a friend of mine like beg me to cut his hair and he was in the military at the time. Just cut my hair. Just cut my hair. I said, no, you don't want me to cut your hair. I'm telling you, like, it's not <laughs> going to be good. He's like, just cut it. So I cut it and he ended up telling me, um, when he went back to base that like one of his commanders or whatever was like, Stamper, who cut your hair? <laughs> And he got called out for such a terrible haircut. And I was like, I tried to warn you, dude. I didn't even pretend that I was good at it. I didn't want to do it. I've never tried, but I feel like I could be good at it. Uh, I don't know. You probably could. I just hated it. And then I would have friends and family be like, will you do my hair? Will you do my hair? I'm like, no. (laughs) I hate it. I do my – I've done, like, my niece's hair and stuff for, like, prom. Mm -hmm. Like, I can – do some of that, like the curling, and I wouldn't really say I do updos, but I can do a little something. So I try to get her to cut my hair. Do the I same thing. You shouldn't be able to just it. buzz it. I think you did. Well, I, I bought clippers. She did it once. I think maybe during COVID, we buzzed it. Get a flowy. Like just buzzed well, it. I'm and- thinking of when we lived in fiddlesticks. Oh yeah. Like, she was trying to blend, and the more she tried to blend, the further up the line got. It got to, like, here. Again, I warn everybody before I do it, and they beg me anyway. And I'm like, all right. I, I thought it was great because I get my hair cut all the time. I'm like, I'm going to save all kinds of money. Nope. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, why are you doing what you're doing as far as working in the mortgage field? You know, I love what I do, and I do it well. Um. I've been in this business, as I said, 20 years. And, um, you know, I don't think of a client as a number. I think of them as a friend that I'm getting ready to help them with one of the biggest transactions of their life. And I just enjoy working with people. Um, And one of my previous employers, um, I was actually a collector, a bill collector. And I just loved talking to the customer, trying to help them take care of of their issue you know obviously it was in a co- i was in the collections department so i was helping them with collections but i just really enjoy working with the, with the people with the public just taking care of them um again i know what i'm doing and so i feel very confident with how i'm going to you know how i'm going to lead them to from point a to point b so this sorry this question wasn't on the ones that we gave you ahead of time Great. so i'll give you time to think Great. about it if you need it but part of us doing this podcast is trying to educate people on how things work. So um, to give you a chance to start thinking about it, pay structure for uh, mortgage companies, mortgage lenders. So as far as on the real estate side, she's worked with clients before. She'll work with them for two years. She'll show them houses in Fountain County and Montgomery County, Carroll, White, Tip Canoe, uh, Clinton, 
you know, she'll have dozens of hours, hundreds of miles, hundreds of dollars when it comes to fuel and time. And, you know, we'll see on Facebook, they close on a house with their cousin or something like, oh, sorry, my cousin got his license last week. I'm with him. I don't think as, as far as on the real estate side and really on the lender side that people really understand how we get paid, how you get paid. So just throw it out there for the real estate side. We work for Rayco Realty. We make zero dollars and zero cents until we get to the closing table. And a lot of people don't understand that. They think, okay, she's going to show us 42 houses. At least she's getting paid yeah. $9 an hour mm-hmm. plus commission. We get zero dollars until we get to the closing table. That doesn't mean that we want to close you earlier. We don't want to rush anybody. We, we just want people to, when we invest in them, we want them to invest in us and stick with us through the process. And right. it's so hard sometimes when those, those posts pop up. It's like, man, we missed an education point. Like, they don't understand how this works, or else I don't think they would have done that. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything to add to that? No, I have to agree with everything you say. I think a lot of people need a little more educated on that and how it works because a lot of people just think we're out here making millions and billions of dollars, and yeah. we're really not. Like, we have money to put back into – we're running our own business. We have money to put back into our own business, pay our own bills, like put gas in our car so that we can run all over the place to show them 100 houses. Like, it's – And again, we don't discourage from <clears> – <throat> if there's 100 houses to look at, Right. Yeah. And you are pre-approved through American Mortgage to look at those houses. Let's go look at them. Uh-huh. Uh, and when I say that, I don't think people are educated. It almost sounds bad. That sounds too edgy. It sounds like I'm calling people stupid. It's not. It's on us because we haven't educated anybody. Uh-huh. How are they supposed to know right. if we don't tell them? And we've talked before about you know during our uh, buyer seller consultations, just flat out telling them like we make zero dollars to get you the closing table. We'll work with you for five years if that's what it takes to find your house, but I don't want to work with you for four years and then see you on Facebook closing with somebody because you met them at a barbecue. Like we want to invest in each other. So hopefully that's enough time to let you think about if and how you want to answer it and how general you want to be. I don't want to be inappropriate, but how does a mortgage lender get paid? I'm 100% commissioned just like you guys. So, I mean, I, um, in fact, that loan might close, but I don't get paid until the next month. So oh, that's wow. how so that you works. Have, you wait even yeah. longer so, for your you know, payday. My my July my July closings I don't get paid until August. My August closings I don't get paid until September. So wow. that's how that works. And again, you know, you're right. We're working for that client kind of for free, but we want to do it. We want to do it because we want to make sure that that we're we're not throwing them into a house that they don't want. We want to make sure that it's within their budget of what, or at least that's what I need to do is I need to make sure that that's in their budget. A lot of people, um, you know, can afford a higher house, but you know, one of our first questions that we ask is what do you want to pay monthly for, for that house payment? What's your budget? And so I, you know, I, I, I want to meet with them. We, we always want to meet with that customer at least once so that we can talk to them about their budget, about what, their goals are as far as funds to close. Um, maybe we need to talk about credit or something like that. But we work with them. I mean, again, as we talked about with Sharon, she will meet with somebody and say, hey, your credit might not be there, but we can make it work for you. So, um, and it might take them a couple years before they do get the credit there, that, you know, to make it work. And <laughs> Sharon will laugh at me when she listens to this, but she is a writer. She wants a file and she, you know, I say old school, but, you know, she likes to have a paper file and she will write all these, um, 
you know, write everything that she knows about the client or what they've talked about. And then she will keep those files for years. Well, I'm telling you, there was one, one year. And again, I've been with her for 17 that I would say, can we throw these files away? No, 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 no. I told them that they would come back and, you know, two, two years that they were working on credit. They just called me last week, told me about something. We're going to keep that file in there for them. So, I mean, hopefully they're going to come back to us or they, you know, if it takes that long, we, we, we will stay with them as long as it needs to, but I can totally understand your frustration when you're like, shoot, they did buy a house and they went to ABC mortgage and, and you struggled with them throughout that, you know, working with them on the credit orgs, you know, whatever it was, but yep, a hundred percent commission. So I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah. And people, I think a lot of times, and I, I let myself do it sometimes, but I think people don't, don't necessarily understand how paid ads and sales right. funnels work sometimes. So, you know, if somebody talks to you about a mortgage and they say it in front of their phone, or even they think it anymore, it's that creepy. If you think about a mortgage later that day, you're going to see ads from... Absolutely. Isn't that weird? Yeah. The big 1-800 companies uh-huh. and the online companies and whatnot. So once they talk to you, they're getting spammed by everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's interesting that you're you're 100% just like we are. And you're just like us. Like if it's 10 o'clock at night, you have a question, let us know. We tell everybody all the time. We do this full time. Uh, call us day or night, text us day or night. We'll, if we don't have the answer, we'll get you an answer. Yeah. Um, so I think sometimes people think, okay, you know, at their job, if they get called at 930 at night, they can turn in an hour overtime. And our job, that's, yeah, no. there is no overtime. Nope. Uh, we don't get anything until it gets to the closing table. I don't have anything to add to that. I just, like I said, I think it's important that people kind of realize that. No, not because we're trying to point fingers at people, but just they kind of need to know that we're not just out here making a ton of money and not doing shit for it. Like Mm -hmm. there have been, there have been deals in my, I've been doing this five years, the five years that I've done it, that you work really hard for that client and at, really nobody's fault something happens and a deal falls through and then you've spent hours and just money and whatever into this deal and then at the end you end up getting nothing yeah yeah um it's frustrating for sure professional pictures don't take themselves professional (laughs) video doesn't take itself professional Mm -hmm. cleaners doesn't happen on its own we've got we've got a deal right now that uh, we got a referral from a local attorney that we're super thankful for uh referred it out to an estate company that we know um, and they need some help cleaning the house out and we're $600 in the hole on yeah, that one. We're 600 into <clears throat> it so far and we have, don't even have the listing out oh, yet. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't have the listing contract. We just, you know, it's somebody trusted us. It's time to get to work. Let's do it. And we put ourselves in a, in a vulnerable position when we do that, but you got to make moves and get things done yeah. and, and put yourself out there. Uh, so show your cards. The, the reason why we named that originally is uh, we were doing this in our basement at a poker table. That first <laughs> podcast that you saw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I guess this is kind of a poker table. Uh, but anyways, show your cards. Why choose you? What sets you apart from other lenders? There's a bunch of them. Well, I'll start with that question first. You know, why? what sets me apart from other lenders? Um, we're a local company. We have local employees who care about giving back to the community. Um, 
you know, we, you call our office and you're going to get a live person. It's not going to be a choose one <laughs> for English, choose nine to put in, a, you know, to start um, typing my name. Um, we, we work in the community for the community. And our goal is at the end of the day to take care of that client. Um, we're not going to treat them as a number. They are truly a client. And I think that what some of those other companies don't remember is that that client's going to be a past client who's then going to come back to me the next time, or they're going to talk to me about, um, hopefully they'll talk to, uh, talk to their mothers, their brothers, their aunts, their uncles, their, their friends about how well we did. And I don't know, you know, I'm hoping that we're one of the few companies out there that do it, that take care of their customers. I've, I had a customer just a couple of weeks ago. Hey, Lisa, I'm having some difficulty with an escrow account. Can you help me? I stopped what I was doing. We called his mortgage company 20 minutes into it. I mean, again, that's something that I'm doing for free because he's not a current client right now. Right. So yep. I'm not getting any, any money for him, but he knew to call us because he knew that we would take care of that. And it's not something that, you know, he would do every day. I do this every day. So I know how to ask those questions when we call the mortgage company. And I just don't know that you're going to find a better company than American Mortgage to do that for your clients. I do. I do have to comment on um, there is something to be said about um, one, just being local in general, like that all your employees, like everybody is right there local. Mm -hmm. Like you're you're not having to call a different state, different department to get different answers that you need. And that's, what's been a little bit challenging sometimes with, I think our clients here and there, um, especially with the market being so crazy, your listing agents want to see a a pre-approval from a local lender because they trust them because the experiences that I've had with, sorry to call you out guys, but rocket mortgage and whatever the online, mm-hmm. you know, people are or even, even well, if it's what was a, the one out of Indy, there was one out of Indy. God, I don't even remember the name, but there was, I don't one know, but that deal fell apart. That guy still hasn't called us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're still waiting on you, buddy. Give us a call. John. <laughs> yeah. That was November when we were supposed to close, <laughs> but seriously, but even, like well, we, there was nobody that we could go bang on their door and get an answer. Yeah, but even even ones that are somewhere in India or you know a different state, I don't think that I had I had clients whose parents were involved, like just going with them to look to do showings, and I had tried to explain to them numerous times how a local lender is very important because mm-hmm. they were not using a local lender, and uh, I, I remember the mom standing in the house we were looking at with us and said, "Well, money's money," and I said. Mm, it's really not no, it's, like I've been doing this for a minute and I can tell you that when an agent sees a local lender, they know they can trust them. They know they can get the job done. Like that makes a world of difference. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully when they see Lisa Bollinger's mm-hmm. name on that, on that pre-approval letter, they're thinking, Oh, it's Lisa. She was with Sharon for 20 years. We know Lisa. We know Sharon. We know that that's going to be, th- we don't give out, we don't give pre-approval letters out, you know, just, like bubblegum, you know, right. we, we look at it, we know what we're doing. We send those out. We are for sure that we can go forward with that. I mean, I have had agents on the selling side call and say, Hey, we just wanted to make sure that, that this came from you, you know, that we, we got a couple, we got a couple offers and we see this one for, you know, from American mortgage and it's more than maybe the, the pre-approval letter stated, you know, the, the dollar amount. They're like, we just want to make sure it's okay. And I'm like, yep. They're like, you know, we're going to pick you. And I'm like, good job. Keep going. Bring them on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's worth talking about in that. So for maybe a month, we saw a slowdown where 
there we weren't getting multiple offers. Most agents weren't. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. you're seeing a ton of price reductions. Now, over the last week, two weeks, I think I saw Lindsay Denno just posted she had 10 offers on yeah. a house. So we're wow. getting we're, back to that. We're back wow. into 10. And when you have 10, you know, whatever, Rocket Mortgage, Quicken, whoever the big names are, those those offers aren't going in the garbage, but they're probably going to the bottom of the stack. Yeah. And because everybody's had experiences where you got to press one, you got to press two, whatever. And that's that's worth asking. Is, is American Mortgage, is it? Is it a, a national company in your local branch or is it just what, – what's the structure? We first we were First Republic back in 2009. And then First Republic, um, we kind of merged with some smaller companies. And I say smaller companies, a smaller company, American Mortgage. And we changed our name in 2015. American Mortgage is owned by one man. Um, his name's Ed. He's out of Cincinnati, Ohio. He has companies, offices in Indiana, and I would probably say maybe six other states, Indiana, okay. maybe Michigan, um, Kentucky, Tennessee, Ohio, maybe Florida. But, um, you know, we are, we have that local presence. He makes sure that we have that local presence. He's in the community, um, you know, committing, whether it's money or whether it's, you know, just, um, how do I want to say it? Committing resources. Resources. Thank you very much of of taking care of of our clients. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm blessed to be a part of his of his company. And again, um, I don't know how much how much you don't know about American Mortgage, but it's a great company to work for. Nice. I mean, I can I can attest to that. Just the couple of deals that I've we've had with you. I mean, we they've knock on wood they've gone very smoothly and and we haven't had any issues yeah i mean he we make sure that um you know if there is an issue i'm going to inform everybody about it immediately um because together we can make you know together we can take care of the Mm -hmm. issue it's crazy if you know we find an issue um you know and i chuckle because we had a client uh, just a few weeks ago he decided to change jobs and i'm thinking okay this isn't something that i can't not not tell the client tell the yeah. to realtors about because of course you know there has to be some sort of privacy of what i can say to you and what i cannot say to you but I, you know i talked to him and i'm like we really need to tell the realtors that you have a job you know that you change jobs and it's okay that you change jobs but i need to tell them that this could affect the closing date fortunately we took care of it we got it all taken care of and he's still closed on time but there are just um, you know, we make it work. We make it work. And, and again, we have the local presence of having local employees, um, making sure that we're part of the community to where the community can see us. We've been part of BNI, um, Lafayette Urban Ministries. We've, um, I've been on the Boys and Girls Club. Um, oh, they're, uh, what's the word I'm looking up? On their, uh, oh, shoot, guys, board, on their board. <laughs> I'm like, what's that word? I can't think of the word. Um, Sharon's, I'm sure, a part of several things that I'm just not remembering over her 30 years span. But, um, you know, we just want to make sure that we have that local presence so that people can see that, yes, American Mortgage is here to stay and we're here to support our community. That's all we ask for, really, is communication. There's, if you're, if you're a buyer or a seller listening to this and there's something going on with your deal, welcome to all real estate deals. Yeah. There's yeah. always something yeah. that happens. There's always something that's going to And that's okay, just mm-hmm. as long as everybody talks. That one I talked about, John from India, I'm still waiting to hear from you. Uh, <laughs> if if we had just had communication three weeks prior, whenever they knew what was going on, we had backup offers. We could have went to. We could have went back to market. We could have done 
a lot of things, but instead we let it sit off market a full month and then we have to go back on market looking like damaged goods because yeah. somebody switched a job and the lender didn't want to tell us about it. We came, it was down to Friday evening. It was a Monday closing and closing and it was Friday evening and we're trying to, you know, our people have rented a U-Haul. They're okay. wanting answers. We're wanting answers. Uh, I finally sent him enough text messages that he called me and screamed at me, but I'm like, I'm just glad you exist, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you're not make believe. Uh, and that it sounds like you're in the United States, at least like we just want some answers. He still couldn't give me answers. He was going to call us on Monday. That was November. Yeah. It was one I don't want to relive. Sorry. Getting fired up. <laughs> okay. Next question. You've won the lottery. You're out of the lender game. Who is the next best in your field? Who are you going to send those referrals to? And I apparently didn't put this on the question, but it can't be somebody on your team. It's got to be a competitor. Okay. Well, I never play the lottery, so I'm not going to have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> never have I, well I'm not going to say never have I ever maybe two or three times but yeah I don't play the lottery and I got a lot of years in me so I don't know that I'm you're going to see me retire for a while don't dodge my question <laughs> what competitor right, are you giving right, them right. to you know what there's a lot of good companies out there I would hope that that they would be able to find that local competitor that local company that's going to be able to sit in front of them and talk to them meet with them talk to them when they need to be talked you know when they need to talk, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 8 a.m. in the morning. Um, I hope that they can find that person. You got to give them a name, a company. You got nothing? <laughs> Next question, please. We'll come back to that. Okay, thank you. Uh, let's see. Preferred marketing. So what do you guys do a lot of? Is it social? Is it print? Is it open houses? Are you sponsoring things? What What are we looking at? You know, we really like to sponsor local. So, um, careful I, saying that everybody's going to hit you up now. Bam, bam, bam. This bam, bam. podcast is listened to by tens of people. I am. <laughs> I am waiting for those phone calls. Um, you know, I love to support the schools. I love, um, you know, of course, as I said before, David and I both graduated from Jeff. My son graduated from Harrison. So we are big with, um, you know taking care of the boys baseball team or maybe a choir. Um, we have past clients who will call us and say, Hey, I have a soapbox derby car that my son's doing. Can you help with that? And we'll say, yep, we got a couple of people. I think it was maybe not this year, but last year. And they wanted us to help with their baseball league, you know, be, be, be one of their supporters there. Um, you know what, anything that involves the community, we're going to be part of. And I already mentioned that, you know, we've been part of the rotary um, B&I, that's not really community, but it's something. Um, Boys and Girls Club, um, Chamber of Commerce we've been on. So, um, Are you a member of the Carroll County Chamber? We are not. We need to fix that. We need to talk. Julia Leahy, I know you're going to listen to this. Okay. Lisa Bollinger, American Mortgage. I'll get I'm you her contact her information. By the way, Julia Leahy is a saint. <laughs> she is. Bacon Fest is Julia Fest. It's Julia Fest, okay. Yeah, she knows a lot. Chamber. I'm going to leave somebody out by saying that. They're going to be mad at me. <laughs> Laura Green, I'm sure you did some things on that too. Do it in Delphi. Thank we'll give them a shout out. <laughs> Thank you, everybody who did anything <clears throat> having to do with Bacon Fest. <laughs> it was awesome. Around 9,000, 10,000 people here, something like that. Wow. Yeah, it was nuts. Wow. We're getting more into Facebook thanks to somebody. I think his name's Nate. <laughs> um, maybe some Instagram. I'm going to say some Instagram stories. That's where it's at. That same guy got me into social media is that what stuff he did? too. Yeah. yeah. Our team um, members are cringing right now if they're listening to this. Yeah. I think my team member, team member is cringing as well. So. 
we've been we've been putting requirements on them. We gotta have so many stories a day. Um, yeah. I was gonna say something. What was I gonna say? It's time for you to cover while yeah. I think of it. I don't know. I'm feeling lost today for some reason. I'm feeling tired feeling and just like <laughs> I'm just out of it right now. That's what I was gonna say. Sponsorships. <laughs> if if anybody out there, if any of you tens of people are listening and want sponsorships. When you go to a company like American Mortgage or like the Lamar Realty Group, if we can get our logo on it, that is that is gold. So we've had some sponsorships where they want to do like Times New Roman font at the bottom of the list. <laughs> I'm less likely to put more money on that again. I apologize. We like brand recognition. It's a thing. If you just put words at the bottom of a shirt, like, yeah. I want to pay you less money, if I'm being honest. I'd have to agree. Yeah. Uh, so marketing that has worked well for you out of all those things. You know, we have done in the past home education classes to where we've, um, you know, been with a, a particular realtor. We've taken, um, you know, his clients and uh, got them in a room and we've just done kind of mortgage 101. And I thought that that really helped. Have you ever done that at like an apartment complex? You know, we have not. We have taken it, we've done it a couple times in our office. We actually went to the McAllister Center one time and did it there. Um, we've done some direct mailers, and I'm not going to say that those helped specifically to some of those um, um, apartment complexes. Um, we've not done, again, the classes, but we have some, did some direct mailers, and I would say that those are probably the one things that, to me, didn't work out well. Uh, maybe we weren't asking the right questions when those clients were coming in of, where did you see, you know, where did you hear us from? But, you know, that's one of our one, number one questions of where did you hear us from? And so I've found with mailers, it's got to be two, three, four of them. Consistent. We, yeah. We know the first one's going in the trash. Yeah. And that's fine. Like you, as long as you look at it, you dismiss it in your mind, like Lamar Realty Group. Okay, whatever. And it goes in the garbage. I get it on the first one. And then on the second one, they're like, who are these people? I'm getting another one of these. So. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys did just one of those or multiple, but I feel like multiple is where it's at. And I asked about apartments because well, I lived in Waterford Court on Frontage Road. Shout out to Alyssa Moreland. I miss the Waterford Waterford days. She was the manager there. I want to say we had we had some type of event like that where like a realtor or mortgage company like lured us in with pizza or something like that sure. and had some kind of a talk. So that's something. Yeah, we'll have to think about that. Yeah, I thought it was kind of crazy because I'm like, so you're trying to – the apartment complex is cool with you drawing their clientele out of apartments, but apartments are always in demand. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they care. Hmm. Uh, what about marketing that did not work well? Well, I would say those direct mailers, but maybe yeah. again, we weren't doing it the right way. Yeah. Uh, what should a client expect from you as far as communication? I know we've talked some already. You're local, you're available, walk in, call, text after hours. I guess maybe once they start the process, is there a weekly check-in? Is there, what, what does yeah. that look like? You know, communication is the key. Um, obviously, I try to set expectations with that borrower as soon as they have that signed purchase agreement. Um, and I'm even going to go back a, a, a minute about that pre-approval letter. You know, when I send them that, give them that pre-approval letter, I tell them, call me. If you really like that house, give me a call. Let me give you some figures. Let me look at property taxes. And again, that's probably a topic that you guys could talk about. 
for one whole podcast is taxes because Ugh, that sounds they- <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. about property taxes because again, you have two houses side by side. They love them. They're the same price. And you look at the taxes and one doesn't have exemptions and one has exemptions. And if I have a borrower who is really tight on their ratios, and when I talk about ratios, debt versus income, that those taxes could make or break that deal. So, um, you know, I'm always telling them, and this is where, you know, it's after eight o'clock at night, you know, hey, if you just looked at that house, call me if you're going to put an offer on it, because I want to make sure that it works for you. Um, but, you know, that's the pre-approval process. So we're talking every time they're looking at a house, you know, hey, Lisa, can you look up property taxes? Can you tell me a payment amount? And so we do that. Um, when they get that accepted offer, again, that's where communication is coming into play. And it starts with me. You know, I talk to them on the phone. Congratulations. I'm so happy that you got this offer. I need you to send me A, B, C, and D. And then as we're talking about A, B, C, and D, I'm telling them, I'm going to be sending you a welcome email that talks about A, B, C, and D. Um, and in that email, you know, it's going to be, here's my A, B, C, and D in case you were asking, <laughs> uh, you know, whether it's um, a pay stub, your W-2s, it may need tax returns, I may need bank statements, I need a 401k statement, um, I may need your driver's license. And so we were putting all of that in an email. And then I tell them, I can't really start the process until you get me those items. So that list sounds like just on the surface hearing it, that sounds terrible off the bat, but most of that's accomplished by email. Absolutely. Most of that, you're just getting your statement online. You're getting a pay stub that you've you're already getting in a PDF of some sort. Exactly. You know, hopefully they're they're on their phones um, to where they can you know go to ADP and they'll be able to get their returns, their W twos, um, getting their bank statement. Sometimes it's a little it's a little stretch for uh, depending on what client it is because you know you might not get your bank statements anymore, so you're getting them online. Well, they don't even know where to go online to print those, and so that's why we like wait for it, that door to be open to our office all the time so that they can come in and get them printed with us, you know, because they can get on my computer just as easy as they can get on their phone to get those documents. But, um, you know, I try to give them a time frame for, you know, I'd love to have these documents back in 48 hours because then, because what happens then is that we can then turn on the compa- conveyor belt, so to speak. I send them to our underwriter. The underwriter is going to review and approve subject to, um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's guidelines, maybe USDA guidelines, FHA guidelines. So we have to follow that. There's always something that's happening behind the scenes. And I will stop here to talk about my great team. Obviously, we have the one and only Sharon Morrissey, who's branch manager. She's, you know, again, guru mortgage 101. I talk have- about Sharon Morrissey. You got to talk faster than that when we talk on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you were absolutely right. Oh, it's a good thing, Sharon. She Don't is, be offended. Yeah, she, yeah, I miss she, you. I miss me. Exactly. I miss being I. Exactly. Um, I got Melissa in, or Melissa Anderson. Melissa Richardson. <laughs> Sorry, Melissa. <clears throat> Melissa Richardson. I have Jessica Bush. We have Deb Wagner. I mean, again, it takes a village, so to speak, to get from point A to point Z. But absolutely. you know, while the customer is obtaining that documentation. We are in the background, you know, um, just because they gave me a pay stub, I still got to verify that they work there. So I'm doing a verification of employment. I may be doing a verification of deposit. I might be sending out a verification of rent. I might be sending out supplements on the credit report because they've paid off a debt. So there's a lot of things behind the scene that you or the customer doesn't know that we're doing. Um waiting for the customer to give me those documents. So it might have been two days. So then Melissa's on the phone. Hi there. Can we get those documents? We really need to get them started. You're working on getting them that whole house inspection. 
And I really don't want to order that appraisal until they, they have that whole house inspection back. And so I'm then on the phone with them. Hey, how did the whole house inspection work? Can we go ahead and order the appraisal? Okay. Before you go any further. Uh, I know what you're going to say. This is a huge. This is <laughs> I know what she's going to say. A huge thing for us. And I don't, honestly, right now, I don't even know why the hell we have contracts because, like, there's a loophole out of every single uh-huh. fucking thing and it is super <laughs> frustrating. Like, trying to, like, hold anybody to the contract, you can't because just nobody goes by it. But what I'm going to say is in the legal binding contract that they sign on the purchase agreement, it says that the appraisal is to be ordered immediately sometimes it says 10 days no 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 in the purchase agreement it says immediately i totally get kind of trying to wait a minute until well here's what i think and and again you might not be wanting lisa bollinger of american words to be your sponsor and be (laughs) podcast (laughs) episode number two no this is i work for the client and so i want to make sure that if there's something on that whole house inspection that they might not that that they might want to turn around and not purchase that home i don't want to spend their money on an appraisal and and i agree with that 100 percent. but we also work for the client we also work for the client on the sell side because I'm the same with my buyer. Like, I don't want them to waste money mm-hmm. on appraisal if it's if we're going to go downhill with the inspection. But on the seller side, like, it says immediately and we piss around and wait to see yeah. if we can get inspection negotiations together. And then, okay, we finally do. Well, now we're however far into the transaction and closing is in maybe two weeks. And depending oh. on appraisers, like, yeah, if they're I- backed up, we get closing it's pushed back because yeah. it's and appraisers are the wizard if any of the rest of us are late there's hell to be paid yeah. if an appraiser's late i totally nobody, agree with you on that nobody yeah, talks to the wizard yeah i mean 2020 and 2021 showed us how long i mean that they you know they hold the keys of when we can close this loan um because we have to wait for the appraisal back then i would have said you know what we got to order this appraisal get that you know get that whole house inspection ordered asap and then we would order the appraisal now obviously we can put a hold on the appraisal because things happen i was that's what that was going to be my next question actually was can you go ahead and order the appraisal because i know the appraisers don't as soon as it's ordered they don't go ahead and it, schedule ab- absolutely it. and so and we look at that actually melissa is pretty dang good at that because what she'll do is she'll order the appraisal she'll know the date that he's going to go out there to where we then will call that con- the the borrower the day of hey or the day before you know hey was everything okay are you good because the appraiser is going out there yes. tomorrow because you can always well i guess that was going to be a question if you cancel that the the appraisal like is there still anything that's charged like- only if he did a trip only if he went there so he may charge us a trip fee Okay, so if mm-hmm. they haven't even actually gone out there yet and the original uh, appraisal that was scheduled Correct. gets canceled, then n- no harm, no foul. Correct. So and- that's what my thing is, is like, let's order it immediately. If something does happen, let's cancel it. <laughs> yeah. You know, right now. Their appraisers are, are pretty spot on. I mean, at least our group of appraisals. <laughs> so I will say our group of, You know what? Now, on okay, that note, I though, actually did not do that because I was disagreeing. That came at the weirdest time. We uh, actually got to choose our, our group of appraisers. And so it's not like we have all 32 appraisers that's out there. We have a group of five or six appraisers. Yeah, that, We have our first guest on in just truly, last Saturday. No, truly, if any appraiser 
razors are listening to that. I was not, um, I did not make that noise because I don't think you're spot on. You're all spot on all the time. <laughs> my name is Jess Lamar. So if you get one of my houses, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You can't talk to appraisers. They are the wizard. Although I hope to have an appraiser on here. I don't know if if we can get one of them to do that. Yeah, hopefully we can get one of them to come on here because there's so many questions that I have for them. I can only (laughs) imagine the questions that you would have. And then we can shut the door and ambush them. Why do you do this? We're kidding. We wouldn't do that. But, you know... um, we we actually got to pick our group of appraisers. Now, of course, as you just said, I don't have any sort of contact with them whatsoever. We have a, right. and I say a third party, it's actually part of our company who will take care of it. So it's not a third party that's ordering them. <coughs> but um, we see everything that we, that they're doing, you know, they tell us the day and the time that they're going to be at that property. They're going to tell us, you know, if we put it on hold, then they put it on hold. No, you know, no money that's been taken care of. And again, I get it back in, 2120 to where you know you were right we were ordering those because it was taking the appraiser two i mean it could have been seven to ten weeks or seven to ten weeks seven to ten days it's two weeks to get them to the property and then god so, forbid they have to go back out exactly mm-hmm. so i mean we were doing it that way right now we're not there to where we need to order them as fast as yeah. what we need to because we're getting them back in about five to six days that's good so um but i totally understand where you're going with that and again it, it just, it, it has to go. We have to, we have to set our expectations of, of what the business is and, and knowing when we need to order those and when we can, you know, wait a couple of additional days for the borrower. Can I go back to the lottery question yet? Or are you still avoiding it? <clears throat> I'm avoiding it. Okay. <laughs> um, Let's see. I actually heard that maybe there was like an Amor- American mortgage, West Lafayette coming out, you know? Ooh, that's yeah. exciting. So. By your guys' rules, can you suggest another? Am I asking a dumb question? Can you suggest another lender? Because you guys have some strict rules where you, you know have, to have your license would, number on yeah, everything. I would be more than happy to suggest somebody if I can't do the file because yeah. I want that loan to, I want that borrower to be able to move forward with that file. So, um, you know, we just had one a few weeks ago to where, um, you know, it was in a flood zone and we weren't going to be able to do the property because it was not rebuildable to, to be new County, you know? So I am, I, I mean, I went the extra mile to try to help them find a lender who could do those. Is that the one on Elliot ditch that we talked uh-huh. about? Yeah. So we've got another project near Elliot ditch. And when that came up, like it just gave me PTSD from hearing <laughs> your story. Uh, let's see here. Next question. Went over to communication. If a buyer who's listening right now does nothing else today, what is one thing they should do to prepare for applying a mortgage, applying for a mortgage in the future? Call me. Call me and let's talk. We don't so have if they're to- living in an apartment today, they're going to buy a house three to five years from now. They should still be talking to a mortgage Absolutely. lender today. Absolutely. Call me and let's talk. We're not going to pull credit, but we're going to talk about your credit. You might not have any credit because a lot of people out there think credit is evil, you know, so they pay everything in cash. You need credit to have a credit score. So we need to tell them, we need to educate them about their credit. They may have credit on there that we may need to work on. Um, and again, it may take a couple of years to, to work on that credit. Um, you know, let's talk about your budget. Let's make sure that, that, that what you expect that payment to be is, or what am I saying? That that's something that we can accomplish together. Let's talk about funds to close. Let's talk about how much money you really need to save. I mean, 
let's talk about your 401k. You know, maybe you want to pull from there. Um, you know, maybe you've just graduated and you don't know how long you need to be in that one job in order to buy a house. I'm surprised, uh, not with clients, but I'm surprised at how poorly we've done at educating people and that we still have people that think it's 20% down. 20% down or we're not talking about it. No, absolutely not. I mean, we, we have, the state of Indiana has down payment programs to where they will give you 6%. So you don't have to use any of your money. That's awesome. You know, you have USDA, which is great for your Carroll County and your White Counties to where it's 0% down. Um, three and a half percent down FHA. We even have conventional to where you can only put three percent down. That's where I want to go to some apartments. Be like, you know, you can do zero down and save on your rent because yeah. your rent prices are yeah. absurd. I just heard like the average is up to two thousand dollars a month now. Ugh. We just had somebody tell us the other day that they they're looking for a rental up to eighteen hundred a month. I'm like, you know what house we can get wow. you for eighteen hundred a month? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what's a wild experience that you've had in the mortgage world? In the mortgage world? I don't know that's wild. Um, wild. Um, I mean, besides working with us <laughs> <laughs> and going to our open houses. <laughs> um, you know, we've had a couple in the last few years to where, again, communication is the key to everything. And being honest with us, you know, being honest with us, we've had a client and it was just, it was recent to where, before you close, about seven days before you close, we are going to make sure you have a job. I mean, we're doing it for you. We want to make sure that. <laughs> that seems like some good due diligence. You know, yeah, we just yeah. want to make sure that, yes, you work at that job. Well, we get the verification back and they had put in their resignation. Mm-hmm. And so I call and I'm like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and were you working? Yeah, I'm working. I'm like, well, this isn't what your employer is telling me. He's telling me that you've given your resignation. Well, I did, but I have another job. And I'm like well, let's talk about your other job. (laughs) Well, I'm not starting it for a couple more weeks. I'm like, and I'm okay with that because we have programs to where you can have a house and move into the house, or excuse me, you have another job, but you can move into the house before you've actually started the job. So if he would have just been upfront with us, did we make the deal work and it closed on time? Absolutely. But there was a couple days of, you know, stress there on everybody's side because we were like, oh gosh, we got to do this, do that, do this, do that. And if they just would have been honest with us. So switching jobs isn't even, it's not a deal breaker. Absolutely not. So unless, we have. Maybe unless they're making less than what they well, were. Well, <laughs> now that is, that is it's true. It's not a deal breaker asterisk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> because, you know, they might be okay with that lower income because of their, of their ratios. So, you know, that, yeah. that can, we can make it work. We just got a referral today that, uh, what is it? They, they switch jobs and they're needing like a, a year's worth of W-2s or something like that before they can. Uh, go get a loan. That's somebody that we may need to send to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Assuming that the job's in the same field. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's probably one of the asterisks to it, I'm sure. Um, uh, last thing, I actually was going to bring this up earlier. I probably should have brought up earlier. But this is kind of like grocery stores putting the milk in the back of the store. Like they know you're going to go to the back. <laughs> so they can put it all the way in the uh-huh. back. We know that everybody wants to hear this. So we might as well have mm-hmm. it at the very end. The elephant in the room Talk to us about interest rates. Wait, don't wait. Future predictions. Crystal ball. Where are we at? Where are we going? Well, my crystal ball is actually losing water and it's fuzzy. (laughs) So um, I don't know that you can use my crystal ball. Are rates higher than last year? Absolutely. Are these the highest that we've seen? Absolutely not. Um, 
In fact, I know that I, I know the percentages. In 1982, the rates were at 16%. In 1990, they were at 10%. That's absurd. And in 2007, they were 6.5%. So if you would have asked, if you, you can ask me, today between, well, within the last three to four, four to five months, we have seen rates from four and a half to about five and three quarters. That's not a bad rate. Yeah. That is absolutely not a bad rate. This is still a good time to buy a house. I mean, you have, you know, gases, you know, we have gas increasing. We have our food bills increasing. We have inflation increasing. Well, guess what else is increasing? That rent. So why go ahead and spend $1,800 on rent when you can come to us and get a house and you're going to work with me again. So I'm going to get you refinanced if and when those rates go down. One of our team members says that Kimber Mm -hmm. Allen, uh, with our with the Lamar Realty Group says, uh, marry the house, date the rate. I I like yeah. that. Yeah, a I lot. like that too. Because there's people who we have a lot of friends who refinance. I just talked to a friend the other day. He refinanced from like a four and a half to a two something on a fifteen year. Will we ever see those rates again? I don't know if anybody has that crystal ball. Yeah, I don't know that we'll ever be that low. And there's so many variables in a rate. You know, are we doing a refinance? Are you getting cash out on a refinance? So that that's going to make a rate change. Um, are you putting 20% down? Are you putting 10% down? Are we going FHA? Are we going conventional? Are we going to go USDA? There are so many variables in a rate that you can't tell me that rates are high, you know, so high that you can't buy the rate. And you're going to let that, you know, your, your picture perfect house go by because you're afraid of what the rate is. You know, you found the time, you, you found a way to buy gas. So, and you found a, a way yeah. to, yeah. you know, pay your, um, your rent payment. We can find a way to get you into a house. I think part of it, what kind of screws all of us in this, uh, field, whether it be real estate mortgages, whatever, is just water cooler talk. Because mm-hmm. when mortgages come up, people are like, oh, I refied for 1.8. So then whenever they, whether it's get online, talk to a lender, whoever, and they find out that rates are at five and a half, six percent, whatever the case may be, then they're one point like, eight was three and three and a half years ago, you know, or two years ago. So we gotta, you know, again, we can't go backwards. We're, we can only go forward. <laughs> sure, yeah. it, and it's the same yeah. thing with houses. We know whenever we're listing houses, if it's a time when it's slow, we're like, hey, we're not getting twelve offers on houses right now. Mm-hmm. We're getting two or three. Well, my cousin, you know, he got 20000 over asking cash, no inspection, no appraisal six months ago. Well, sure, if you would have called us six months ago, we probably could have got you the same thing. Mm-hmm. But here we are today, and it's, I don't want to say that it's a volatile market, but I don't know how else you would describe it. It's changing every day. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that we keep telling people, and tell me if, if this is right or wrong, is it is going to be cheaper to buy a house today than it will be tomorrow, at least for the foreseeable future. Absolutely. We're trending, we're trending up. We're not trending down. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I wish I could say what they're going to be or what the trend is, but it changes every day. So, you know, why not? Let's do it today versus tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll come out with a mortgage forgiveness program after the uh, student loan forgiveness program. <laughs> hey, why not? They need to help all of us, not just a few. So. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I've come to the end of my list of questions. Jess, do you have any other questions for Lisa? I don't think I have any other questions. Um, I do just want to say I 
we're super happy to have you on as our first our first guest yes. and uh you know we have experienced deals with you and we we have very much so enjoyed the deals that we have done and you've attended a few of our open houses and have been a freaking rock star at them oh, you're kind of like a shark like in a good way though <laughs> like when people come in you actually attempt to have that conversation with them instead of like most open houses you go to like you have your agent there might be a lender but usually you're both just standing there and just like no i mean I'm there's gonna. not really any a lot of interaction that's had yep. so i i really enjoy going to them i mean um it's not something that i have done before i think i've done a few before yours but i again I enjoy it. I enjoy talking to people. As I've told you before, I'm, I'm good at talking. I, I can, and I can talk the talk and walk the walk at the same time. And I really, um, I, I've learned a lot from, from you guys in just these open houses and how to handle, um, you know, a potential client, you know, and again, I, I'm not afraid of, of going and talking to them. So getting myself a little bit more, um, you giving me the information for the house about the house to where we can get those that information into my head so I can have a little bit more to talk to them when I when I do see see them one to one. Well this is show your cards podcast. We're kind of showing our cards to other agents. <laughs> if you're not doing this yeah. for open houses, invite a lender because a couple of things. One, when people go to an open house, they don't want to talk to the realtor typically. So it's kind of like yeah. shopping for cars. Uh, you see the most cars go through a car lot on a Sunday because nobody wants to deal with the exactly. salesman. Yeah. When they go to an open house, they don't want to talk to the realtor. They don't want sold. They're there to see the house. So we almost have to, we kind of have to assume a role. And there's probably some realtors that are going to disagree with this and say, oh, I jump on them and I follow them around the house and whatever. We try to, we're more hands off. Look at the house. If the house is going to sell itself, great. We don't want to pressure people. Uh, but having a lender there is almost... Um, it's substance, it's value. Mm -hmm. And our goal is, since the beginning has been to bring value to people. So having a lender at your open house, you're bringing value to people. Uh, open houses aren't just bringing cookies, like bring a lender, bring some value, bring somebody in the house that can, that can help you talk to clients because we're honestly, we're at a disadvantage as realtors, at open houses, because people come in, their guards up. As soon as they get out of the car, they already have a game plan. Uh -huh. Okay. If this realtor sinks her claws into us. We got to go pick up the kid from the babysitter, right? Right. Okay, let's go. Yeah, but if they're there and they like it, and they might have more questions that, you know, the lender, if you had a lender there, <clears throat> we can help. Hey, I know what the rates are today. I already know what the payments are because I've already kind of calculated it. So, um, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy being asked and, again, hoping that more people will call me and ask me to do some more open houses for them. We've got one coming up we need to talk to you about. I think it's going to come up uh, I'm doing next one next week. week. Yeah. You're doing that with us? I, yeah, okay. I don't know if you're cool. there or if it's going to be um, Brooke. Oh, for Brooke's Kokomo yeah. listing. Yeah. On the oh, 8th. okay. Yeah, that one's already on the market. Yep. Yep. Okay. We've got one in Lafayette coming up that's going to be fresh on the market. So we can't say where it is, but it's pretty sweet. Yep. All right. Got anything else to close with? That's it. That's all I got. Thank Please. you so much for inviting me again. I, I feel uh, I'm so excited that I was uh, number one. So no yep. one else can ever say that. Exactly. Right. I'm number one. <laughs> all right. That's it for Show Your Cards podcast, putting the real back in real estate. And hopefully you guys take the opportunity to share it. And again, if you want to sponsor, this would be another spot where we could talk about your small business, your business, uh, anything that you have. So Get a hold of us if you're interested, and thanks for listening. You've been listening to Show Your Cards.
putting the real in real estate. Recorded in the Rayco Realty Studio in beautiful downtown Delphi, Indiana. Brought to you by the Lamar Realty Group. We have a blast and we hope you enjoy the show too. But we give you all the tips and tricks to buy and sell a home simpler. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on social media at Lamar Realty Group and the Lamar Realty Group with Rayco Realty. Call Jess at 815-546-9341 and hit up Nate at 765-427-2251. See you next time.